Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's always a pleasure to have you on the program, His Word, a program where we read the Word of God and hear what the Lord is saying to us. I'm Tim Gostube. I love the Lord Jesus Christ. God is the Lord of my life. We are looking into Scripture. I have prayed to God for some things and I believe you have prayed for things from the Lord and is either you received an answer that was positive as expected or you got an answer that is actually a no or you got an answer not as you expected. We are looking into Mark 11, the words of Jesus Christ when he says, you can say to this mountain, move from point A to point B if you have faith in God. How does that apply in our life and what does it mean? I believe by listening to this message, your life will be changed and you get to know God better in your life. The title of the message is, Do Mountains Really Move Through Faith? Do mountains really move through faith? We shall read Mark chapter 11 from verse 20 to verse 24. And I will read from the Amplified versions. It, it, version. It reads like this. Mark chapter 11 verse 20 to 24. In the morning, as they were passing by, the disciples saw that the fig tree had withered away from the roots up. And remembering, Peter said to him, saying to Jesus, Rabbi, which means master, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. Jesus replied, have faith in God constantly. I assure you and most solemnly to say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in the heart in his heart that is in God's unlimited power but believes that he says is going or believes that what he says is going to take place it will be done for him in accordance to God's will for this reason i am telling you Whatever thing you ask for in prayer, in accordance with God's will, note, in accordance with God's will, believe, again in brackets, with confidence, sorry, with confident trust, that you have received them, and they will be given to you. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him which has dropped the issue, let it go, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions and wrongdoing against him and others. But if you do not forgive, neither will the Father in heaven, have, in heaven forgive your transgressions. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word. May it nourish us our souls and may we hear what you are saying to us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe at our age, young and old, somewhere in your life you prayed, you prayed for something. There are things that you prayed for which you received, and there are things that you prayed for and you never received. 
I don't think there is someone here who can say, I prayed for everything and I received them. But Jesus Christ is saying, whatever you ask, believing it will be done. So we're going to look at that. I remember even myself in my life, I've prayed for things that I've never received. Now the question is, is Jesus Christ giving us a false doctrine or a false teaching when he says, whatever you say, believing in your heart, it will come to pass. I'm just interested in this word. I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their hearts, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done. The question is, when you prayed for whatever you prayed for, were you in faith or out of faith? Did you not receive because you didn't believe or you did not receive for an, any other reason? So I want us to get down to the story and see what is happening actually here. If we return to the previous verses, we get to understand that Jesus Christ, here he was, it was actually in the time he, were, he had just gone to Getseman, uh, not to Getseman, into Jerusalem, and people uh, with a donkey. But as he went there, he was hungry and he saw this fig tree. And when he saw that there were no figs on the tree, he said, may there be nothing that is received from this tree. And he went. That's all he said. He didn't curse the tree in terms of, you tree, let this happen. He just said very, very simple words that may no one ever eat from you again. Those were the words of Jesus Christ. Now, it was nature. The Bible says, if you read the very same story, because even I think Matthew records the story, it is clear that it was not the season for the tree to give figs. So naturally, it was not the right time to receive any fruit from that fig tree. So you get to understand that Jesus Christ is now cursing this tree I think it's unfair if you look at it from that perspective because it is out of season. So we know trees, they give fruits at the right time. But Jesus Christ is cursing the tree at the time they're supposed not to be any effect on uh, the, the tree. Now, when they're coming back, okay, Jesus went ahead as they went. They went into the temple and Jesus cleansed the temple and then they came back. On his way back, now we find the story that we are reading. Matthew just records the story like Jesus immediately, he said this was the tree withered. But if we read here, I, mean, I think there's some time in terms of when he returned. Now, I want us to look at the words of Jesus Christ. What is it that Jesus Christ is saying to the tree? And what is it meaning to our lives? I want us to draw to three, uh, about three examples of people who prayed and they were answered, and those who prayed, and they were answered but in a, in a different way. The first person who prayed is Jesus Christ himself. When Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, in Luke chapter 22, verse 39 to 46, we know that he prayed that God may this cup pass. And then he said some very, very important words, that may thy will be done, not my will. May thy will be done, and not my will. Now, what does that mean in our life? 
We have to understand that Jesus Christ knew that when he came on this earth, he had a purpose. And the purpose was to redeem us from sin. He had a purpose. Each and every one of us has a purpose. We have a purpose that God brought you on this earth for. And it must be accomplished. So Jesus Christ had an an earthly purpose that he had to redeem humanity. But the flesh was against the will of God. So there is a will of God. Jesus said, may thy will be done. If you read the book of Proverbs chapter 19 verse 21, it says, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. So in other words, if you read other versions, the Lord's will will always prevail. God has a will. We also have wills. But God has a will and his will shall dominate. I will uh, summarize later. If you also read the Bible about the situation for Paul. Paul, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to, to 10, he prayed about three times and the messenger of Satan was sent to torment him or to buffet him so that he could not be exalted above measure. So he could not be proud. God allowed that there be this attack from the enemy. Saul, a man of God who had done actually a lot of things and prayed serious prayers. I mean, these are people that have prayed and the the gates of the jailhouse were opened. This is the man who had done so many things. I mean, started many churches through evangelism. And I, I mean, there are many miracles that are not recorded, maybe that we cannot talk about. But he did a lot of things. But in this situation, he prayed earnestly, but his will was not fulfilled or what he was praying for, he did not receive. The Bible says, God said, my grace is sufficient for thee. So in other words, there is a purpose. God allows some things not to happen. You can make a prayer request, but God's will will always prevail. But there is a, uh, there's another one. Let, let me just quote this one, which is John, the Bab- John not the Baptist, John, uh, uh, the son of Zebedee. The one who wrote John, 1st and 2nd and 3rd and John, and the one who wrote uh, Revelations, the book of Revelations. This was a man, he, for sure, when he, Jesus Christ said these words, he was there. He heard Jesus say these words clearly, loud and clear, that if you pray, not doubting, to this mountain be moved to that side, it will be. But he was put into prison in the island of Patmos. The situation was very terrible. Actually, even all the other disciples, as you read the Bible, you get to understand that they were tortured. They experienced so much pain in their lives. But they held on to the faith. Now, do you understand the situation they are in? Does it mean they never prayed to God to deliver them? I think they did pray, pray earnestly to God that God, they are tormenting me for your gospel. Why is it happening? So we are sometimes tormented for the will of God, but God allows the pain. In this situation, John, I believe he prayed to God, but God allowed him to go through the pain in the island of Patmos. But there is someone who prayed a prayer and it was, there was a positive response. If you talk about Joshua, we know that Joshua prayed and the sun stopped. I'm not sure how true it is that 
The issue of the leap year is still correcting that error. I don't know. But there is Joshua. When the king of the Amorites wanted to attack Gibeon, Joshua, since he had an agreement with him, he had to help him. The Bible says, I want to read one, this one. Joshua 10 verse 8, it says, And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear, for I have delivered them into your hands. Not a man of, not a man of them shall stand before you. What does this mean? It means it was the will of God that Joshua will conquer. It was the will of the Lord that he would win this battle. And then he went on to pray, and we know that he raised his hands and, until they helped him to raise them up. And they, oh, sorry, uh, yes, and the, the sun stopped to move for some time. God answered his prayer because he prayed that the sun stopped until the battle is won, and it did happen. But why was Joshua answered positively? It was the will of God. There is a will of God in our lives. Now, I want to draw you again to the book of Matthew chapter 6, where we read about the prayer of the Lord, the Lord's Prayer. where The Bible says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The first thing that says, the verse before is that thy kingdom come, and then thy will be done. Let me explain. When you're talking of a kingdom, there is a king, and there is a culture, the way they do things. So the culture of God, or the culture in heaven, is that there is the will for the one who is the king. I don't know if I'm making this clear. Because this is a kingdom, a heavenly kingdom, there is a God or there is a king who is responsible for this kingdom and his will has to be accomplished. So Jesus Christ has a will. Now, when he says, thy will be done on earth, as a king God, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It means in heaven there is a plan for each and every person. It means in heaven there is a design. I must say this, sure there is a teaching on predestination that we are just living in a pattern that was programmed in heaven. Yes, that is true. But we also learn that God says yes sometimes when we make our requests. He doesn't say no, no, always. Sometimes he says yes, but only and only if it is according to his will. We know of a man who prayed, I think it's Hezekiah, he prayed that his years be extended because he's serving God and God extended those years. So it reveals the character about God that he changes sometimes his, his, his decisions. But when he changes those decisions, they have to align to his will. Because he has a pattern of whatever is happening in, his, in everybody's life. So we can make the request, but the Bible says we pray and we don't receive. Why? Because we have our selfish needs. Now, what does this mean? It's a clouded thing. Jesus says you should pray whatever you pray for, it will be received. But he himself, he prays that the cup passes. But he understood immediately that no, there is a king who is God and his will has to be it has to be his will, not my will. At least Jesus Christ easily understood that. But we ourselves, we experience that in our lives as we pray. I mean, sometimes we even fast. And the answer is no. And you say, no, I have to pray in faith until I receive. And you, faith, you go in faith and you take number of days. And the, still the answer is no. One thing I've realized is that when God says no, 
maybe at the beginning of the prayer. It can only be after his grace to say yes thereafter. But normally when he says no from the beginning, it will be no throughout. So God responds to our answers, but it has to align to his way, to his will. And the biggest question is, how do we align now to this will of God? Such that we can be in a position to ask whatever we ask we receive. We have to align to his word. Now, the first thing that we need to do is to yield totally to his will. Just to yield to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Because some of these prayer requests that we do, they are of selfish needs. We just want to accomplish our our selfish desires. It may be egos, it may be greed, or whatever you name it. We want to achieve that. And God cannot say yes to something that is against his will. If it's greed, God can never say yes to greed. Assume I'm praying that I get something that will make me better than so and so. Do you think God is happy with that? And you make earnest prayers and you fast. God, you said in your word, if I say to this mountain, move, and you will move. Because it's something that is against God. It will not come to pass. And then you cannot go and then claim that the word of God is not true. It is always true. So you need to align to the word. We need to align to scripture. We have to be in the right position with God such that we know that if we're praying to God for this thing, I'm in the right position. And you feel it in your heart that with Jesus Christ approves this. Now, also, note that Jesus Christ is talking of this thing. I mean, if, 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 if we took it literally, like we say, how many mountains would have moved today? I think there wouldn't be any excavators because I would just pray by faith that there'd be a hole here and then i put my septic tank. And you pray, I don't want that mountain. Think of the mountains that would have moved around the world. The, the, the sort of disorder because my will is not her will. I'm a, I want the mountain to, to go, but she wants the mountain because maybe that's where she gets her firewood. So we, we are now talking different things. So there has to be someone who has a will that is above everyone and say, no, I need the mountains. I put them there and I know why. There has to be a steep hill when you're going to the shop or to wherever you're going. You have to climb up. God has a purpose and his will has to dominate. Sometimes God speaks through us through his word. I've highlighted this in terms of the character of, of the will of God yielding. You see, if you read the word of God and some of the things God says you, this I don't want, for instance, thou shalt not steal. I know thieves, they pray before they break into a, pray, into a house or whatever. They also pray. But what we get here is that you should align to the will of God. Align to the word of God. See what the Spirit of God is saying about your prayer request. Is he saying yes? I don't want to dispute that sometimes you have to pray earnestly because we know of a man who prayed, and after, I think it's uh, Daniel, after praying for some time, fasting, I think it was the Daniel fast which is common these days, an angel of the Lord had to come and say, the first, time, the first day you made your prayer, your answer, you were answered, but your prayers were withheld by the evil powers. Our prayers sometimes are held by the evil powers, but sometimes it's just an answer from no that no from God that no, you won't receive what we are praying for. Now, we, what does this mean? It means that we have to seek God each and every day in our lives. It hurts, I know it hurts to pray for something and not receive it from God. It really hurts. 
but it is an issue of faith, keeping your faith in God, knowing that God is still in control. He is the one who is in control. You see, there is one thing that I like. If you read Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, it says, where he's talking about if a child is praying for this, let me read, let's just read. Matthew chapter 7, I think we'll take verse 10 and 11. Matthew chapter 7, verse 10 and 11, where it says, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, through, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would love them to do to you. I want to quote this. The father in heaven will give you the good gifts to those who ask. Now, it is the good gifts. Listen, it is the good gifts. Now, I remember at some point in time, we were doing some work at home, and our father has promised us just a good gift. I think he has promised us some money. Was it a thousand in Malang in each? I can't remember. But what happened was at the end of whatever task we were doing, instead of giving us the money, he brought to us bicycles. We were so excited, we didn't even care about the money. What? Why? Because he decided to buy for us something good. He, wa he, he wanted something better than what we expected. Was it a promise of a thousand, a, a hundred in Malang, and I can't remember. But he decided to buy for us some bicycles. We were so happy. Why, why am I giving this illustration? God knows that this is what you need. It's good. It is good for you. As a father would give something that will make his or her child happy, that is what God will do to your life. He will not allow to you to get something that will crush you or something that will make you to be out of his will. So in his will, as you pray, he might say no, because it is not aligning to him. But you have to keep your faith in him. Amen. We have to keep our faith in him, regardless of whatever situation that we go through in life. Now, I wrote here that there are times when God will allow things to happen as per the man's request. As you make the request, God can say yes to your, to your request, but sometimes he will say no. Now, when he says no, you have to give him room and accept that he is God that wants the good for you. If you understand that God loves you, Remember Jesus Christ in this answer, he said, have faith in God. Now, there are people who kept their faith in God. If you read the Bible in the book of Genesis, you get to read about uh, Abraham. This is a story that I once preached. It's a very, very funny story. Think of me telling my wife that we are going. And I hire the logical companies or the courier companies, maybe DHL or uh, I can't remember the big ones. And they come here and we put all the, the furniture and everything that we think we need, all the furniture, and we are leaving this home. Literally leaving the home we are leaving. And my wife asked me, where are we going? And even my kids, they asked, Baba, where are we going? And I say to them, I don't know. God will lead us. Is that a wise answer from a man? 
It's not a wise answer. But if you are a person of faith in God, you will do it. So Jesus Christ's response to, to the disciple was that, have faith in God. He kept his faith in God. So we need to keep our faith in God. Believe that God has the best for us. Even if what I'm praying for, I don't receive. Keep it in your heart that God still has the best for me. It's a painful situation. You have fasted, you have done everything. But the answer is no. God has a better plan for you. Let's keep our faith in our God. We know of a woman by the name of, uh, of, 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 of Sarah, Sarah, uh, the, the wife to, to Abraham. She also conceived. The Bible says they were way above the years, way above the years of, uh, of, 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 of conceiving. But God made it possible because it was now his timing. Before they had prayed, I believe Abraham had made some sacrifices to God and all he could do on the altar, but it never worked until God said, now my will will be done. So what am I saying to you? I'm encouraging you to pray to God. But if God says no to your answer, it doesn't mean he hates you and you don't have a future in him. But God still has a better plan for you. A good one. Like the, the verse we've read, uh, we've read in Matthew 7, verse 11. If then, then though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? He will give good gifts. So accept that God has said no to my answer. He heard you. He heard your prayers. But he's saying no. It's a very, very sad situation, a painful thing. But you have to accept that remember we pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So as a king in this kingdom, it is his will that will prevail. Anybody who makes a request, it has to align to his will. So let's keep praying by faith in God and keep the faith in him, just like Abraham did. Know that God has the good for us. I, I don't know how I'm putting this, but I want you to get it. God has the good gifts for us. Let us keep our faith in him. It means even if the answer is no, I still keep the faith in him. He has the best for me. Even if the answer is delaying, he still has the best for me. Even if I'm praying for this job, I'm not receiving it now. God has the best for me. He knows why he's delaying you to get to the right job. Because sometimes, as human beings, we are, short, we are so short-sighted. God wants you, say, maybe to design something, or just to, your design is to just to put this block in the building of Christ. Jesus Christ says we are part of a master priest. It means that you are just the piece that makes things complete. But think of a piece that does not want to fit where it's supposed to. He's still fighting to be somewhere. God wants the peace there. And he's praying that it be down there. So let us have the faith in God that he has the good for us. It's painful, but let's pray in, in faith. Amen. So I'm encouraging you us today that let us keep our faith. Now to the question as an answer. Does God really 
Do mountains really move through faith? The answer is yes, it does. Faith moves mountains, but they only move according to the will of God. They only move according to the will, if and only if they align to his word. Mountains do move, but let us keep our faith in him that he will give us the good in whatever we are praying for. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you. We want to thank you for your word, that you are God who wants the good, for you who deserve, wants to give us the good or the best in whatever to go through in our lives. You have things in store for us, but sometimes our greed and our selfishness makes us to pray for things that are outside your will. Sometimes we, we, we even fast and God because of your love, you still say no. It's not that you hate us. Help us to keep our faith in you and to keep our trust in you for you have the good for us. We ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, that's all we had for you today. I believe the word of God has ministered to you and your life has changed. And you have grown in the knowledge of Christ and to know how God operates and the purpose he has for you and the good things that you have, he has for you. Actually, some of these things that he has for you are much, much better than what you were praying for, what you were expecting from him. But he gave you something much, much better because he's a good God who has good plans for us and he has a purpose for us. I believe you're going to keep your faith in the Lord and keep trusting him for whatever you are praying for because God is going to answer and he answers all prayer. Our motto here on his word is that until we reach maturity in Christ, I believe you have grown in Christ by listening or by watching the program. God willing, let's meet next time and goodbye.